Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Penkless and joining me as always, Michael Corbin. Michael. Emmanuel, what a news-filled week of rugby league it was. Yeah, let's... A lot going on. A lot going on. So on the weekend we saw the Tigers and the Titans play quite possibly the worst game of rugby league I've ever seen. On Friday night, the Panthers beat South Sydney once again. Tom Trebojevic is facing another stint on the sidelines due to injury. The Bulldogs were held scoreless against a very dominant Melbourne Storm. Based on the fact it's now April, St George have started to fade. The Broncos are dealing with more infighting and disappointing performances on the field. The hope and promise that Newcastle showed in Round 1 has gone out the window in Round 4. And of course, the NRL is looking at another set of mid-season rule changes. Is it situation normal in rugby league? No, look, it's... It looked really good the first couple of weeks. There was no blowout scores. There was no, you know, everything looked tight. The competition looked even. Teams who shouldn't have been winning, uh, you know, were winning. And then this week, the Panthers, the Roosters, the Parramatta Eels, the Melbourne Storm, the Manly Seagulls all had big wins. Sharks as well, included in that. There was a lot of blowouts. And everyone's like, oh, things need fixing. Yeah, I know. Why do they need fixing? Nothing needs fixing. The league is fine as it is. Yeah, leave it alone. It's, it's just that the good teams are going to be good, the bad teams are going to be bad. Yeah. It's how it is. And it's always going to be like the way, that way. Look, there's a, the, the competition is closer. We did, there was no 50-point games on the weekend. Right? Yeah. Last week, those games could have been 60. Last year, those games could have been 60 nil. They probably would have been. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I, I think this is just a rash decision. People are saying, oh, Tom Trevojevic isn't getting enough into these games. He's now out for four weeks, so who cares? Yeah. Uh, You know, Pappenhausen didn't have a problem getting into the game last week. Scored four tries. Semantics. It's 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 ridiculous. It's it's a knee-jerk reaction to, I don't know, and look, there's plenty of sin bins. Some of them I agree with, agree with some of them I don't. There's a lot of penalties blown, but... Uh, and everyone's saying, oh, there's a lot more penalties blown in the first four, uh, four weeks of this year than there was last year. It's because the rules changed. So there would be more penalties called because 40% of the field, they're now going to blow a penalty instead of a six-again tackle. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be an increase in penalties. Yeah, and a decrease in running meters. Yeah. Which is one of the complaints. Yeah. I, I don't know what went on there, but... Um, okay, can we talk about Thursday night's game? It doesn't really deserve airtime. I, I wanted to wipe it out of my brain, honestly. It was awful. Okay, we've discussed... I can't remember which game it was, but we've discussed how much we love the scrap. Okay? We love an 8-6 game, a 4-0 game. Give it to us any day of the week. But this game, Michael, this was terrible. This was just the most ordinary game of football by two teams that looked so out of their depth. So out of their depth. This is a Titans team that scored 22 points in one round the week before against Canberra. 
We kept scoreless in the second half and then waited 79 minutes to score a try. They just they both look like under nine teams that were just sort of like giving it a go and sort of whatever happens, if we score, we score, but we're trying and that's all that matters. And both coaches at the end of the game was like, oh, it was a really close game. We really fought hard. It was awful, Emmanuel. And to say it was one of the worst games in rugby league is is a fair statement. It was terrible. The attack, none of the attack gelled. Players were dropping the ball everywhere. There was ill discipline. It was it was atrocious. And I guess it it asks the bigger question because we've got the Dolphins coming into the next season. We do in next season. We do. Is there enough talent in this league to support a seventeenth team? Should we have the mentality, Michael? that there is not enough talent in our game to grow our game, and so we should leave the game as it is. That is the, that is the opposite question. The, is, question yeah, the question should not be, is there enough talent? The question should be, why is there not enough talent to produce more high-quality games of football? Because teams aren't developing talent anymore, not like they used to. Yeah. And the Tigers are one of the best examples of this. They develop no. They they have had a lot of young guys come through, and then they've gone out and left. But like even the the but no none of the young guys are coming through now are good because yeah. the the coach the coaching facilities there, uh, the, you know the the pathways programs there aren't good enough. You see someone like Penrith, who have used their position in Western Sydney and being that there's not there's no team further west than them. They've broadened out into country New South Wales. Yep. And that's their breeding ground. Yeah, the Tigers could do that. They haven't, and and this is the issue: is we're not, and even even Queensland, it develop player development isn't as good as what it used to be. No, and we're not seeing the players come through like we used to, and that's why there's not enough talent in the league at the moment to support seventeen competent first grade teams, in my opinion. Yeah, well, the the Tigers did a very good job developing James Tedesco. He was quite talented. Okay, but. At the point where he was at the Tigers, his his progression had stopped until he went to another team. That's true. Same That's as true. Mitch, same as Mitchell Moses, Aaron and, Woods. and Aaron Woods. You have to yeah. think, and like Josh Adokar became the best winger in the competition when he left. Ryan Pappenhausen was stuck behind players at, at Tigers and couldn't get a go. Yeah, look at where he is now. Isn't that right? isn't that just that is going to be but, one of those? How many, to- how many times have we mentioned these names? I right, know. and like this is like. This is why I still think Luke Brooks, if he goes to another club, can be successful. Because we've seen players leave the Tigers and have a much better career once they've left. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that the, there has to be a, a sort of incentive. and we, we've, I've discussed this so many times now in the last year, that clubs have to be incentivized to keep their juniors. There has to be an incentive to develop. There has to be some sort of salary cap benefit to keeping a team and a, a team together that you've developed and players that you've developed. Okay, and Adam Reynolds is the example I always use. But look at Penrith now. I mean, already they're starting to have a bit of a raid um, from other clubs that are looking. So Momorowski's moved on. Um, was it a Penrith Junior? Luke was Cable. it a Penrith Junior? Luke, Luke, Luke Caper wasn't a Penrith Junior. And Burton? Was, Burton's a big Burton example. Kickow? Kickow was Queensland. Queensland? Yeah. I, but I do think there has to be some sort of incentive to keep players at their clubs. And then that way, you can't have... You don't get a situation where the Gold Coast goes out and gets a Fafida and a Tino 
and the Tigers, you know, try and find whoever they can and pay overs for them. And rather, these clubs are actually making an effort to build their own talent, build from inside, and you don't get a conglomerate team that's put together that produces the most ordinary game of football you've ever seen. I agree. I agree. And look, I, I also think that there's a lack of good coaching in the NRL. And that's a big part of this, is there's very few good coaches who can get the best out of players. And because of that, there's going to be good teams. There's going to be teams that are consistently good and teams that are consistently mediocre to bad. Yeah, it's a fair call. It's a fair call. Um, okay, Mike, what did you like from the weekend? What did I like from the weekend? Really good question. Uh, Bryce Cartwright's pass yep. to end the game was yep. one of the best passes I've ever seen. Yep. Um, I Penrith continually amaze me at how good they are. Yeah. They just I, I I look at them and I just I don't know where they lose. I, I can't I can't see them unless they have a like a a ton of injuries. Who's they, beating this team? They suffocate teams, don't they? They just suffocate Who's, them out of it. They're, I can't, I can't see a, any team beating And even like South, South played well. They did South play played well. really well. It just it doesn't matter. Penrith are just better. Yeah. They, they just better. suffocate teams all across the park. It's yeah. the same thing yeah. they did in the grand final and the preliminary and even the game against Parramatta. It's just this ruthless, relentless... It's What is it? Seven now in a row... Um, since their last loss in the uh, qualifying final. And it's just been the most outstanding, outstanding performance. I just think whoever's there will just completely dominate. They have a halfback as a second second halfback in O'Sullivan that is better than, what, eight to ten halfbacks in the other teams in the competition. Yeah. I mean, that how handy is that? It's, it's, it, but, like, Sean O'Sullivan, like, it was kind of a journeyman before yeah. this gets into the right system and it works. And this is what I'm saying about coaching previous... Like, that system works. Whoever comes into that system, it works. Another thing that I like, I, I think the Sharks are looking like a top four team. This yeah. Year. They are... I was just about to say, they, they're a mighty impressive football team at the yeah. moment. Uh, big test comes up week after next. They take on Melbourne. Mm-hmm. In Melbourne. Uh, which will be, I think, a really good litmus test for them. Um, they've definitely sort of brought back that dynamic to um, Shark Park. I nearly called it Toyota Park. Um, throwback. <laughs> Shark Park, uh, teams just go missing. Uh, Newcastle have not been that bad this season, and they just did not turn up. And what, what did I say? That Friday night, yeah, that wind the wind down there, yep. it caused chaos. They could not, they they could not know, get into that game. Handle. Nico Hines' goal-kicking was one of the funniest outcomes of the win last week. He just... I think there was one where he got really close and he just started laughing. He's like, he's like how am I going to keep this? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm just looking. So Penrith have a bit of a soft run for the next few weeks as well. They're yeah. going to really notch up some wins before Origin. They've got the Dogs, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Titans, and then Parramatta. So four, I think you can bank. The fifth one will be interesting because Parramatta will, will have scars from last year. Um, and, you know... I. I just I, I was one of the first to say it's going to be a softer year for Penrith. I don't know. I, Parramatta is still up there. Melbourne dominant as always, but this top four is looking pretty um, pretty decent at the moment. It's yeah. got Penrith, Melbourne, Para, and Cronulla. I know the Roosters. The Roosters had a, had a big win in Townsville. They're playing Brisbane this week, but it's that same thing again. How are they going to stack up against those top four teams? Yeah, it's I good. think it, I think I, it's a good I, test I, for them. Yeah, and look for the Roosters. I. It's astounding how 
we are almost unbeatable when we complete over 75%. But when we don't complete over 75%, it's we're a completely different team. And on the weekend, there was really high completion. Team looked really good. You know, came out, absolutely punched Cowboys in the mouth. And look, and look I just want to see some consistency out of us. You mentioned Parramatta. Yeah. Moses and Brown look fantastic together. Yeah, I know. And we've got to be careful with the hype because, yeah. you know, it, it, last year by round 16, they were, or from round 16 onwards, they've just really struggled in the back half of the season. It's good they're banking the early wins, but I I just hope that this is not their top gear yeah, and, that, and that they're going to find something in, from round 20 onwards is where things really need to start to gel. Um, so we won't get too excited there. But I think Cronulla definitely showing the strengths of a top four team. Um, there just seems to be a lot of perseverance to what they're doing um that they've got each other worked out the, the morale's really good and like um, they, they could like they were they were a buzzer try from jack white and away from winning their first game yeah when their coach was not able to come to the game because of covid yeah like, exactly they could be undefeated as well this team is legit yeah is a legit team. they are they're a very legitimate football team um the warriors had a good week win on the weekend against brisbane yeah um i actually got that tip it was the Roosters that ruined me. Um, or the Cowboys, I should say. That was the one chip that undone, undid me. Undid you, yes. Um, they looked all right, but I think Brisbane quite ordinary, really. Yeah, and there's just stuff well, bubbling. There's Well, everyone's seen the footage of Albert Kelly and Payne Haas. Yep. There's issues going on there. And, yeah, I don't know if everything's all sweet. Pat Carrigan has been, other than probably Payne Haas, has been their best player the yeah. last... Four weeks, yeah, and he's now out with an MCL injury. Yeah, to six to eight up, or something like to that. The other to the other knee that he to what he injured last year, where he missed the whole season. So yeah, there's there's some bad signs in Brisbane, and yeah, yeah and Flegler three um, three <laughs> put on report three times in twenty minutes. Absolutely, this, is, this is where I'm like, bring back the loading, throw the book at it, because if you if you can't and. I, like it's not worth it, Michael. Twenty minute, twenty minutes of brain snaps. If he doesn't get suspended again for another year, unlikely. But why should the loading count? I agree, I agree. Why should it count? If if he if he comes yeah. out of this and it's like I'm never going to get suspended again, which won't happen because he's a, he's a forward. Um, but I think that there needs to be. I think this is fine. Yeah. This is fine. He got he got th- three charges. The third one, sorry, three um, he got, put he got, reports, he got, he got, and the third one got him to the sim bin. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I think the timing of that leak of Payne Haas is uh, it's, it's, very it's, interesting. It's, it's the same as the very interesting. It's the same as the Tigers players going to play pokies the night after, the night before the loss to Newcastle. Yeah, but this it's, one the week after Payne Haas million dollar man is very yeah, interesting. Yeah, it also happened two weeks ago, which is very interesting. It happened after the Bulldogs game. Yeah. So you know, like why why come out now? Who, who knows? But look, I don't. Payne Haas has had some issues with the law before. Albert Kelly can be a pain in the ass from all reports. And apparently Payne wasn't drinking and Albert was and just aggravated Payne Haas. Um, stepped on his white shoes. Well, th- but they're hard gonna, to keep clean. They are hard to keep clean. We're going to find out more in the next 24 hours. The NRL is going to bring down a verdict on it. I, more than like, They'll definitely get fines. There might be some suspensions. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. Okay, the other the other thing, Manly. Yeah. Big blow, Tommy Turbo out yep. for they saying four weeks. 
Um, so they're two and two. Last year, of course, Turbo was out and they, they battled in those first few weeks without him. Took a while to get going. They finally got going now. What do we? How, how do we see it playing well, out? Well, one, the report was oh, at least four weeks. Oh, uh, up to four weeks, sorry. The wording was up to four weeks. It's an MCL injury where he's having surgery. If he's back in four weeks, man, that doctor's the best knee doctor in the world. Like, yeah. He's not coming back in four weeks. Yeah. It'd be, I think it'll be closer to six, possibly longer. Um, one good sign out of Manly was, and, and he didn't get three Daly M points for it for someone unreason. Daly Cherubin was incredible. Yeah. He's kicky. He had the ball on a string of his boot. It was a masterclass of kicking. Yeah. And he led them around the park and it was he was fantastic. So as long as you've got as long as you've got Cherry Evans, you're still in a chance. This team just can't you know, it's I think they have the opportunity to beat some teams even if Turbo's out. There, there's enough talent in that side, right? I like Cooler. I think he's he's a very talented young player. He's you're gonna like you're obviously gonna lose something when Turbo's out from the back, but no, there's there is some potential there. Yeah, Manly's next four are Newcastle, Titans, Cronulla, and Souths. Only the Titans game is at home. I could see them winning two out of four of them. I could see them beating Newcastle. Newcastle will be looking to bounce back. That's yeah, the but, also, game but, the, but, but where's Caleb? Like, our next topic of conversation. Yeah, where's Caleb Ponga's head at? I told you he was going to walk. I, it's my everyone, prediction. Everyone knew he was going to walk, though. But, like, you go and have lunch with Wayne Bennett the day after a loss, not a good look. One, it's it's not a good... And, and look, this is the problem with the system that we have now, is that you can go and meet with the coach of an opposition team nine months before you go and join him. It's ridiculous. But this, Hang on, hang on. Mike... This is not just any club. This is a brand new club. They can't be expected to go to market from 1 November. I need to build a team. I completely agree. I completely agree. But this is like... uh, I hate the system that it's in. And if all players were available 1 November, then yes, they could go do that. But not all players are available then. It's players that have been available since... You know, Caleb Pong has got this get-out clause from June 30th, I think he has to yep. say something about Of course, he's going to get targeted. It's just a bad look that he does it. He does it the week after a bad loss where he didn't have a great game. Yeah. And there's there's questions about whether he is a superstar. He's going to get paid a lot of money if he goes over to the Dolphins. Yeah, paid a lot on of potential. Money. And he hasn't... At the Knights, he's shown flashes of being an excellent player. He's at the moment he's not in the topic for the best fullback in the game. Why? Why is it that Kalen Ponga never gets put in that sort of Ash Taylor, Luke Brooks style potential but hasn't achieved category? What What is it about the fact that Ponga is I, different? I, like let's let's seriously, he's, he's shown more than them. Okay, I honestly fine. think he's, he, he has he's shown, shown more. more he's played Origin, but let you know, it's one final series last year. And that's it. And how long has he been there? Is this his fifth season at Newcastle? Oh, third, maybe? No. I don't know. I think fifth. Okay. I didn't think it was that much. Well, maybe. Maybe. Look, and you I, know, like, what's he... You know, there's so he's, much hype. He's, 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 and Luke no, Brooks copped so much criticism. And Ash Taylor copped so much criticism because they're at smaller clubs, whereas Newcastle's a bigger club with, a, with an immortal behind it. You know why? Because they've been in that eighth, ninth. They've been around the finals. They've been around there. 
Tigers came ninth how many years in a row? Yeah, but they haven't They've made it. They've been the around they there. Yeah, but they haven't made it. That's the thing. Ponga has, he's played Origin. He's done, like, Ponga has more, Ponga is a better player than Luke Brooks. Look at the, you watch a game, they're better than, like, Ponga's better than Luke Brooks. Yeah. The potential's there. I just think that he has the, he, he goes missing in games and he can have really bad games. But I, I look, I, I can't see him staying in Newcastle. Can't There's too too much distraction, and it, and then the club's not able to control the narrative, which makes me think that he's he's looking around, and I, I still think Bennett would be better off signing Munster. I think he's going to get both. But I think he's going to get both. Hey, yeah. Well, that'll go down well. Yeah. Imagine. Um. Okay, Michael. Yes. Should we uh, look at tipping? Yes. Let's go through tipping. Tipping was excellent for um, many people, but in particular for um, the esteemed father of my co-host, Tony Corbin, who uh, picked the round, as well as Nick Saturis, who also picked the round, and Nick Carvo, uh, who picked the round as well. So um, absolutely awesome. I put out the shout-out to Tony Corbin to help Michael out. Uh, Tony responded, my son is on his own. He severed ties with him, as in you. When you started following the roosters, That's correct? Sage, sage advice correct. there. Correct. I uh, heard it at family dinner. You I hate. I hate night. broken. Oh, I, I hate mate. broken I, homes. I better, I better get a shout out on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Don't well, worry. He's definitely got one. Yeah. Um, so your dad, your dad has jumped to first in the tipping comp yeah. um, by a point. There's no bonus points in this comp, which no. makes it that extra bit trickier. So consistency is key. Yeah. Um, Peter G, Michael J, Nick S, Anthony P. Daniel M, Gabby, and Jack V round out the top eight. Um, and then it's it's quite tight at the top, but it, the, the, as, as with the NRL comp, things are sort of widening out a bit now. Uh, we're starting to see who are pretenders and who, who are contenders, and um, unfortunately, I am in the earlier category. Um, sadly... <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit it. I'll admit it. Yeah, look, that last week kind of killed me. I'm coming back. Se- I got seven. I got seven. Got a really good margin, which helps. Um, I'm, I'm getting. I'll, I'll be back in the top five in a couple of weeks. Guarantee it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Should we get into this week? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Uh, and then you got a trivia question for me. At some oh, point? I do. I do have a trivia okay. question for you. You want to do that first, or I'll do that to... first. I'll do that first. All okay. Right. So. Uh, we all know that uh, uh, my, my question for you was can you name the top five point scorers of all time Ooh. in the NRL competition uh, in the, in the, of all time I guess they're all in the NRL competition okay does it have to be in order no it doesn't have to be in order okay Cam Smith yep Hazemil Masri correct Andrew Johns Yes. Daryl Halligan? No. Oh. Jason Taylor? No. Hmm. Have I forgotten? Who have I forgotten? You've forgotten a very big name. Have I? Yeah. Lockyer. No. No, he didn't go here. No, Michael Devere did, didn't he? A very big name, oh dear. Thurston? There we go. There's one. Okay, so I've got one more. Yeah. Oof. Um, okay, I will have to come back to it. Uh, I think. 
Alright. Yeah, a name you probably think, oh damn, why 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 did I think one? of that yeah. one? Alright, leave it with me. <laughs> Alright, let's get into round <laughs> okay. uh, round five. Round five, here we go. Things are getting a bit more serious now. We're getting to yeah. round five. Um you know Easter is late this year because Souths haven't played the Bulldogs yet by round five. <laughs> Usually Good Friday. Um, okay, so the Knights host the Seagulls on Friday on Thursday night at McDonald Jones Stadium. Um, Adam O'Brien is stuck with the same 17, with Saifidi returning to the run-on side with Leo Thompson on the bench. Frizzell's being named despite hamstring tightness. For Manly, Cooler takes over at fullback for Tommy Turbo, as you said. Um, Tui Pelotu uh, comes in at centre. Brad Parker's been named amongst the reserves. And Bullimore is the 18th man. Mike. Brad Parker, odd man out. Um, just didn't, wasn't, his form wasn't up to scratch. And then Cooler had a real good game at centre on the weekend. Gets the fullback spot over Garrick, which I find quite interesting. Yeah. Considering Garrick was the one who uh, took Tommy's place when he was out last year. Uh it's a really, really tough game. Probably the hardest game of the round to pick. I'm going to go Newcastle. Nice. Mm. Don't feel confident on that one. Quid switch. Okay. Um, the Warriors host the Cowboys on Friday at 6pm. Um, and Warriors, of course, last start winners. Cowboys got pumped. Todd Payton blames it on the big clubs getting the favourable rub of the green. Yeah, not because Tom Gilbert grabbed a player's jersey while he was running to chase the ball. Absolutely not. Uh, Fanua Blake drops to the reserves with Bunty uh, Afoa starting at prop. Bailey Sirenen starts on an edge. Curran is named at lock. Jazz Tavanga is out along with Ben Murdoch-Masilla. Um, Penne and Murchie are the new names on the interchange. For the Cowboys... Drinkwater replaces the injured Hamaso Tabuai Fido at fullback, and Tanua Brown starts in the middle with Ruben Cotter reverting to the interchange. Cowboys got a bit of a reality check on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, something that came out of the first few weeks for them was a lot of their tries are off kicks. And yeah. they don't come easy against. Daniel Tupo and Joseph Manu when you got them on either side. Yeah. And I don't know how good the leapers are for the Warriors, but I still think that the Warriors, you know, they've shown some good... Like they've been all right the last couple of weeks. The, the Tigers game two weeks ago was pretty terrible, but they held in there. It was a good win against the Broncos. Um, I'm going to tip the Warriors. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, Friday night, Broncos, Roosters. Broncos back to their favourite time and place. Um, as we said, Carrigan's out for four to six weeks. Kelly's um, out for a few weeks too, possibly mid to late in the season. And um, Flegler is suspended, as we said. Billy Walters in the halves. Um, Palacia starts at prop. Hetherington at lock. Capewell returns in the back row and Rabadi drops to the bench. Pakes and Jensen also join the bench with Brenko Lee out. Robbo's gone for the same 17. Connor Watson is again listed to start, although don't be surprised if he reverts to the bench on game day. Michael, Queensland camp, working well for them. Uh, and apparently Joseph Suwali was boarding a flight to Brisbane as well. Is that right? Mm. Well, there you go. Watch out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays this week. He's been tearing it up in New South Wales Cup the last couple of weeks. Uh, Going to tip the Roosters. Who would he play for? Uh, Nagama, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think he'd come on the wing. 
Tenequama, who, who was actually quite good in the weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't think Abakelli will be back this year. No. Uh, based on what happened with Payne Haas, probably sour taste in people's mouths. Also, it's a Liz Frank injury, which is really bad. Yeah. Uh, broken foot. Really dangerous, especially for a half who has to kick a lot. Top of the, I think it's top of the foot as well. But I don't, I don't see him coming back at all this year. I think Billy Walters has been better than him anyway. Um, I'm tipping the Roosters. Broncos are a bit of a mess at the moment. They've got a lot of stuff going on. Distractions. Distractions. Yep. Roosters going to take that victory and build on it. I think. Here we go. Um, okay, round five continues on Saturday afternoon from Wagga Wagga. Uh, where the Raiders host the Storm. Uh, so Ricky's named the same 17 as last week in Starling's list in the run-on side, and Bellamy has unsurprisingly unsurprisingly named the same 17 that ran riot against the Bulldogs last week. Always a good matchup between these two. Yeah, it's um, always really tight, really yeah, tough. A lot of history between the coaches. There's been some upsets over the years. Um, of course, those two played together back at Canberra in the early 90s. Um, Mike... Yeah, Melbourne. Yeah. They put 44 points on pretty convincingly and held the Bulldogs scoreless despite their loss against the Eels who have been one of the better comps in the competition. Melbourne have looked really good to start the season. Yeah. And their attack seems like it's kicking back. Pappenhausen. I don't, is, there, is there a better sight in the NRL than watching the majestic Pappenhausen in full flight with his beautiful mullet flying <laughs> behind him? Yeah, look, you're not wrong. <laughs> no, it, it is, yeah. It's very. I can't believe Melbourne have gone golden point win, golden point loss, holding a team to nil. I mean, that's some kind of achievement. Yeah. Because basically, it was down to the wire two weeks in a row, and then it's kind of like statement. Yeah. Um, okay, two of the older and traditional rivals get together on 5.30 on Saturday afternoon. Souths host um, St. George. Um, so Jackson Paul has been moved to re- reserves after suffering a concussion last week and will need to pass HIA to play. Mansour, oh dear, replaces Paulo in the back line. Mark Nichols is out for an extended period after scans confirmed a syndesmosis. Nichols will see a specialist this week to determine whether surgery is required. That's a loss. He'll be replaced by Tom Burgess in the front row. Um, Dave Moali and Blake Taft are inclusions and Havili drops back to the reserves. Um, for the Red V, Sewer's back in time to face his former club. Um, I don't know why that's a boost. Uh, Sewer returns, uh, shifts Jajewski to the reserves. Embi retains fullback. Tyrrell Sloan in the extended squad. Aaron Wood starting up front with Blake Laurie moving back to the interchange. Danger game for Souths because the Dragons will be fired up. Yeah, but... Okay. Explain this to me. Tell you me. have a young half and a young... A young six and a young fullback who you're trying to develop, right? Yeah, they haven't had the best start to the season. But after three games, you sack them. Yeah. After, you know, a a good win, a really tough loss to Penrith, and then a a loss to the Sharks. Yeah. You sack them and then put Moses Embai, who has played fullback how many times, and it's never worked at fullback, and Jack Bird, who's too overweight to play fullback. Yeah. Explain that to me. I don't know. I, he's a very yeah. interesting coach. I, interesting is an understatement. I, I, yeah, and he got extended. You got the dragons should be panicked right now about what's going on there. Panicked, uh, triggered. I don't know. Whatever. Jaden Sewer is probably going to get 
spin for another 10 minutes and Souths are going to put 20 points on him in that period. Uh, I'm tipping Souths. Huge. Kiss of death. Yeah, look. Thanks. I, I just... The Dragons have done nothing for me. They looked terrible against the drag uh, against the Eels. They were awful. They were awful. And you know, there's a little bit of head noise still going around in that place. And I don't know. I'm just everything that's coming out of that that camp. I feel sorry for Ben Hunt because every week he is the best player on that team, bar none, and it's not close. And he's getting no help. No, I'm with you. Um, okay, so Saturday night, 7.30, Titans host Parramatta. Now, they're playing together for the second time this season. Yep. Uh, and if the first four rounds of the season are an indication, if the Gold Coast score in the 20s, it's not enough for them to get the win. No. Uh, and that's something worth remembering. So, um, they after... Couldn't, they couldn't score more than eight points against the Tigers, which is a big worry. Huge worry. Um, so, the Titans, um, a few changes... Fermor, Sami, and Liu have been named to return after they were ruled out last week with um, COVID um, protocols. Sami switches to the centres in place of Kelly. Uh, Jaden Campbell will be another week off to nurse a rib injury and Jermaine Asako to start at fullback again. Herman Essiesi is among the reserves. Uh, for the Eels, Sean Lane returns after missing last week's win over the Dragons. Madison shifts back to the rent bench. Mitch Rain also comes into the 17 with Bryce Cartwright moving to 18th. Player, uh, New Cora and Jacob Arthur are among those in the reserves. Personal highlight of the week was when um, Brad Arthur's press conference got interrupted because his wife called him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. honey, I'm in, I'm in a press conference at the moment. Yeah, Eels. I, uh, I think regardless of what I saw in that that first round, I think. Anything that you see in round one, you can almost scrap because it's just anomalies. Things happen where, like, you know, teams just aren't ready to play yet. Parramatta win this and they win it easily, I think. Yeah, this, but this is, the, this is a really good test for Parramatta, Mike, because these are the kind of games where last year, the year before, they come out of these games and think they're on top of the world. And then they And then come they, out they come out flat yeah. and they scrape a win or they lose. Yeah. And so the challenge is to sort of win by as many as you did last week. Yeah, I agree. And see what happens there. I agree. Um, okay, um, so Sunday afternoon we go back to Shark Park. Oh, can we dear. get a, can we get a Redcliffe first on Sunday afternoon? We can, of course, absolutely. But why are we going to Redcliffe? That's uh, the question. Look, big question. Will the grand final? Will the, we're talking about the NRLW here? Will yep. the grand final be moved? They've obviously assumed that one of the three Queensland teams would be in the grand final. Yeah. All of them have been knocked out. It is a Roosters-Dragons grand final. Which is why we're talking about it, because Michael discovered last week that the NRLW contains a Roosters team. Whoa, whoa, And suddenly whoa, had an interest whoa. because is, they're ridiculous. playing for a grand this final This is absolutely spot. ridiculous. Um, it should be a Leichhardt, though, where they've been playing games all season. Uh, maybe even a bigger ground. Why not do it at 2 o'clock before the other game? Why not do it at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon at Shark Park? I agree. It'll be fantastic. It'll be fantastic. Uh, really big game. Uh, Roosters, incredible comeback. Down 16-0 against the Broncos. The Dragons have been the informed team of the competition. Dragons have been awesome. Have not. like They, they have dominated every team yep. pretty much. Uh, their downfall is they still haven't got a goal kicker. Uh, but it doesn't matter because they've just been outscoring teams. And... Millie Boyle is fantastic at the front. Kezi Apps is awesome. They've they've just pounded and beat teams up and really impressed by the Dragons. And your tip? I hate... I, I, yeah, I... Mm, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Emmanuel. I think the Dragons are going to beat the Roosters. 
Interesting. Yeah. Michael's showing no bias here because his team is the Roosters, of course, but also he has a... Yeah, a, my cousin a, plays on the Roosters. Um, that's not... <laughs> yeah, I'm tipping against them. I know, even even after what I saw last week, they were they were fantastic in that comeback win against the Broncos, but I just think the Dragons have been so dominant all season and I can't see them losing. Yep. Okay, I'd, I'd back that. Dragons yeah. have been awesome to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Okay, Sunday afternoon at Shark Park. Hopefully, this will be the follow-up game from the Dragons Roosters at Shark Park. Um, so, Cronulla hosts the Tigers. Cronulla, incredible last week. Um, and the Tigers, the opposite. Uh, so, Craig Fitzgibbon has named an unchanged squad that got the job done. Uh, Ikevalu and Connor Tracy remain out. Talakai remains in the back line after a strong performance on the left edge. Madge has resisted changes to the 17 despite the consecutive fourth consecutive loss. Uh, Madden remains in the halves alongside uh, Luke Brooks with Hastings another week away. Um, Tuolungi has been included in the back row after failing an HIA last week and will be monitored ahead of the clash. Mike? Uh, Talakai was awesome for the Sharks. He absolutely ran over the top of the Dragons continuously at that left edge. Uh, Knights. Knights? Sorry, Knights. Yep. Not the dragons. He um, was he was very good. That left edge absolutely pulverized them. Yeah, and like Matt Moylan, he's on that left edge. He was he's been playing really well the last couple of weeks. I'm tipping the Sharks. Unsurprisingly, we've hyped them up as a top four team, and they will continue their winning ways against a team that has not won a game this season in the Tigers. Uh, also, another player to shout out from the Sharks, uh, Blake Braley, has been fantastic at hooker. Um, okay, last game of the round. The Bulldogs and the Panthers meet at Bank West, now known as Combank Stadium. Um, the Dogs came last last year. Penrith won the comp. And current form indicates that it's not going to be much closer this time round, but who knows. Uh, for the Dogs, Flanagan's back and his first NRL game in the season. Wakeham shifted to the bench and um, beyond Otto to 18th man following last week's loss. There are no other changes to the side with Shoop, Siamanifagai, and Ockenball among the reserves. Cleary's named the same squad that got the job done. Fisher, Harris, and Martin resume in their starting jerseys. Spencer, Lanou, and Sorensen listed back to the bench. Kikau suffered a head knock in last week's turnaround, but is expected to play against his future club. Uh, is this a Kyle Flanagan showcase to try and get a Luke Brooks swap? Timing's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, look, the third halves pairing for the Bulldogs in five games, that's that's odd. That tells me that you've had a shaky preseason, you still don't know what's going on, you can't find someone to pair with Burton, which I think I raised at the start of season, that halfback spot's gonna be crucial for the dogs because I just don't I don't know who is gonna seize it. Um and you know the Panthers are the Panthers, and I refuse to tip against them. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Yo is the favourite to take out the Dallium uh, medal this year after scoring twelve points in four rounds. It, and, crazy in a team where we've we've spoken about the the Dallium flaws, where the team of superstars often yeah. you don't get players that get three every week, and there he is. They're lock, just doing the hard work every week. Awesome performances week in week out, and you know. Nathan's going to steal some from him, probably, yeah. at some point. And, you know, he was his first game back. 
he'll get more comfortable. Yeah. And especially in a game like this, this could be another big scoreline, unfortunately, for the Bulldogs. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Mm. Um, okay, so recapping Michael's tips, the Knights host Manly. Um, Michael's got the Knights. Say the Knights? I did say yeah. the Knights. The yeah. Knights over Manly. Uh, Warriors and Cowboys. You've gone the Warriors. I have. You've gone the Roosters over the Broncos. The Storm over the Raiders. Souths over St. George. Parramatta over the Titans. Cronulla over the Tigers. And Penrith. Um, to do some damage against Canterbury. Yeah, those first and uh, Dragons over the Roosters in the NRLW. Yep. Uh, uh, look, those first two games are the toughest games of the week to pick. Uh, other than that, I think it's pretty chalk. It should be pretty easy to get the rest of them. Okay. Yeah. Trivia answer. You got it? No. Ah, you missed Jared Croker. Really? Yep. Wouldn't have thought of him. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> been yeah, played, interesting. He's been playing play, a very long played, time. Started playing when he's 18. Yeah. Been a goal kicker ever since he came into first grade. Yeah, wow. Canberra's been a decent team that whole time. Yeah. Long points. And I playing was, in the centre, he scores tries. Yeah, I was thinking it had to be recent, and logic told me it would be a club where the sort of one big name. Mm. Um, but yeah, I didn't think of Croker. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah. Uh, la- yeah, last week's trivia question as well was Jonathan Thurston in 2007 with 36 Dalian points. Yep. For those who reached out and asked. I have a trivia question for you, something I was just looking up today. Okay. Which Burgess has played the most games for Souths? I'd say it's Tom. It is Tom. Yeah. Uh, and the stat that you sent me on the week was one of my favourites. Uh, where yeah. <laughs> uh, over the last 10 years since 2010, the Burgess brothers, all four of them, Luke, Tom, George, and Sam, have accounted for 411 errors, which is a third of all of South Sydney's errors in 12 years of football. Emmanuel, that is incredible. A third made by forwards, but yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely incredible. <laughs> Quite alarming, really, considering Luke did not play that many games. No, it's one of my favourite stats I've seen. <laughs> and I think I've watched all 411 of those errors. Yeah, I think a lot which of Which means are. 411 you know... times I've thrown something at the television, <laughs> sworn, stormed out of the room, and said, why do they play for us? <laughs> Butterfingers, the Burgesses, oh, Butterfingers. Great players at times, but not great with their hands. I, it's almost like there's a secret code that's, that other teams all have a, that yeah. say something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going there. Right. Um, we'll that's wrap it, it up on we're that done? Yeah, yeah, we're done. Uh, good. Yeah, better stop me. All yeah. right, that's it, Emmanuel. Uh, as always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Send in your trivia questions. Send in your trivia questions if you've got any. And that's it. Manual, how good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys.